0: hallelujah, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, for by grace, somebody say by grace, you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, somebody say, not my own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, my, so that, here it is, that no one may boast. If you will, bow your heads with me as we jump right into this message for today. God, I thank you for this preaching moment. I thank you, Lord God, for everyone who is tuning in all around the world online right now. I thank you for everyone who is in this house. Lord God, I pray that your power would manifest even as we've asked before this service that you would touch lives and touch hearts and touch minds so much so that resurrection power Oh my, somebody say resurrection power. Resurrection power would be real to those of us who are here and watching online. Save, heal, deliver, we ask, oh God. And while you're blessing us here, bless every church around the world that is commemorating your resurrection. And I thank you and I give you honor in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say, Amen. On your way to your seat, go ahead, put those hands together and give the Lord praise. Come on. And then look at your neighbor. Look at somebody down your neighborhood through your mask and tell them, say grace, say grace. That was the wrong neighbor. Find another neighbor and just tell them, say grace, say grace, say grace. grace. Praise the Lord. Uh, And so I'm so excited because, you know, in in today, when you make a purchase, when you make a purchase there, there is something that you get when the purchase is complete. And that is called a receipt. Somebody say, a receipt. Get a receipt when the purchase is complete. Come on. This is a receipt right here, in fact. And you get this when it's complete. And, you know, it's a proof of purchase. Somebody say, a proof of purchase. I want to start this Say Grace series by letting you know that receipts are uh, imperative, especially uh, for some of us. If you've ever been in that moment, you know, where you know you purchased something. Come on, somebody. And you walk through those gates of doom, and all you hear is da, 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 da. and you're looking, and everybody's looking at you like you just teeth something, fam. And you're like, no, I'm not a thief, I got a receipt. Maybe I'm the only one that's ever been there. You know, and then those and those veggie cops, they'll come running after you too, fam. Trust and believe. Sir, sir, can I see what's in your bag, please? <laughs> And so, you know, so in those moments, it's receipts are important. But you see, fact of the matter is that this is not the only type of receipt uh, that we have in our world today. This is not the only type of receipt. But now uh, many of us are talking about intellectual receipts. Come on, somebody in terms of proof. You know, when it is that somebody says that something is not a reality or they say that something is not so or that you didn't do something or that something didn't happen, uh, they usually will say, I got receipts. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If you're not under a rock and if you look at social media, everybody talking about, I got receipts. I got receipts. If you want to, if you want to punk somebody or somebody's trying to act too high and mighty or something of that name, we use receipts to cancel folk today oh can we just talk about cancel culture and it's so hypocritical uh in many regards but this whole idea of I got receipts you know but there's a special type of receipt uh, especially that I want to talk about today the receipt that I want to talk about as we start this Say Grace series uh, is a receipt that is one that you get. You know, if you go and you purchase something for somebody uh, or if somebody has purchased something for you, uh, they are usually you'll get a receipt, if, especially if it's via Amazon. And oftentimes it will be a gift receipt. Oh, can I just set this thing up on this morning? It's a gift receipt, and the gift receipt uh, it doesn't have the cost on there, but it's still a proof of purchase. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a gift receipt because you didn't do anything to earn the gift that was given, but you still have receipts. Listen, uh, or if you're one that is purchasing something for somebody, there's often an option where they say to you, "Would you like to send a gift receipt with this purchase?" So that if it is something, uh, the person maybe wants another color in what it is that you sent or something like that, uh, then oftentimes they're able to take it back and they're able to use it even if they don't know what you paid. You know some of y'all is nosy though. You know how it goes. When you get a gift receipt, you're like, yo, I wonder how much they paid fam. You know you go on Google like, how much is... But how many of you know that even if you can find the price, come on somebody, even if you can find the price, you still don't know how much it costs. You don't know how much it costs somebody in order for them to give you what it is that you got a gift receipt for. And how many of you know, uh, furthermore, that even if you got it as a gift, it doesn't mean that it didn't cost something. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to talk about it because uh, the apostle Paul on this resurrection Sunday, uh, he says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. I'm talking. And this is not your own doing. You didn't purchase it. Come on, somebody. But it is the gift of God. Somebody say the gift of God. Oh can I just teach some fundamentals in this moment? Not a result of works so that no one may boast. In other words he's making it clear that the salvation that we have is if you have it or if you will receive it we pray by the grace of God or by the drawing of the Holy Spirit. He says that it is a gift. One more time say a gift. It is a gift. It is a gift. And I love it because this is a special gift that although it's something that comes to us uh, freely, it's not something that we have. Because this is the thing. Watch this. When, when somebody gives you a gift receipt, they give you a gift receipt because uh, you can return it. The grace of God and when it comes to getting a gift receipt is not so you can return it, but oftentimes you need to show it when it's necessary oh my can i just talk to somebody and i'm gonna break it down in a second but i want to talk to somebody that understands uh, that oftentimes your grace is challenged come on people challenge your walk and, and if i can just be real how about satan the accuser of the brethren that shows up and tells you you don't deserve that do you know what you did oh do i have any witnesses in this place do you know what they said to you do you know how you grew up do you know what your past looked like and oftentimes we get to the place where we are challenged and you and i we got to get to the place where we pull out that gift for see and say yeah i'm not worthy devil oh i wonder if i have a witness yeah i know that my past might be spotted and speckled and i know that there's stuff that's imperfect about me but that's just the thing that's what just makes this special is that god can i just preach on a resurrection sunday that yahweh decided that when we were stranded and that we were lost and that we were sinking deep in sin and that he saw that we couldn't do it on our own or by ourselves that he decided to put on flesh and come to the earth and to die for our sins and to give us a gift that we couldn't earn and a gift that we could never repay and that's what makes it special somebody that knows that God's grace is great ought to put those hands together if you're grateful for it and open your mouth online and give him the praise and so first point I want to give you, and I just want to say this, and I'm going to stay here because we don't have much time today. God's grace comes with gift receipts. Come on. God's grace comes with gift receipts. I want you to note this. God does not just give us grace. He, it, comes with a, it comes with a receipt. He doesn't just give us grace with no proof. I love it. I love it. God doesn't just give you grace with no proof. God gives you grace uh, with a gift receipt. He doesn't give you a regular receipt because you couldn't earn it but it's a gift receipt just in case you need to present it when it's necessary. I'm going somewhere Uh, because you know when you hear me talk about grace I know it sounds cute and we often read those scriptures like for by grace we are saved through faith and and you know and we often sing amazing grace how sweet sound that saved a wretch like me we sing these songs and we talk about grace but what is it most christians so many christians uh, we talk about it and we sing it and we talk about it at funerals and we say it and it sounds cute and it sounds cool but what is actually grace and then we have definitions that are so out there that oftentimes we can't even grasp it or we can't even understand it so it's like we have the knee-jerk responses where it's like you know grace is unmerited favor And it's like, okay, so what does that actually mean? What does that actually mean to us? And oftentimes, uh, we are unable to grasp it and to grab it. And I think this is an imperative series, especially to conclude our holy week, to start it here. Because we have to recognize that this whole week was not just about celebrating uh, ceremonies and going through rituals. But it was to refocus and reposition our minds on the greatest gift to mankind in the person of Jesus Christ so when we're singing amazing grace yes grace is divine as the free and unmerited favor of god but what does that mean so unmerited meaning something that we did not we do not deserve or something that we uh, are that we did not pay for and the favor of god the kindness of god Uh, and so this is what grace is to to break it down a little further when you're talking about grace watch this and what paul is talking about uh it is the undeserved work of God on our behalf in fact I want you to say this say grace is the undeserved work of God on my behalf so grace is the undeserved work of God on our behalf and so it is seen when God does something for us or when God does something through us oh and I'm telling you you have to understand this this is why we're going to spend an entire series for this month talking about grace because the enemy's desire is to get you so caught up on your works come on and to get you so judgmental looking at other people's works that you don't even realize your hypocritical tale uh, needs work yourself come on somebody and the fact of the matter is uh, that we got to get to the place where we truly understand what the grace of God is in order for us to be able to become every thing that God has placed us in the earth to be and for us to be able to love our neighbor and walk with them as he's called us to and so I want when we're talking about it it's when God does something for us because there are things that we are that we should do but we can't do it and we need God's grace to be able to carry it out but then there are also things that we are supposed to do that God will do through us And so so it's imperative for us to understand that grace is the undeserved work of God on our behalf when he does stuff for us or when he does stuff through us. But I want to go on and we're talking about what is grace. Grace is a multifaceted gift. Somebody say grace is a multifaceted gift. When we think about grace, we usually think about it in one context, in the one that we're getting ready to talk about, especially today on this Resurrection Sunday. But if you look through Scripture, and this is what we're going to be especially unpacking throughout the course of this month, grace is multifaceted. Grace is not just one-dimensional. We need the grace of God in every aspect and every area of our lives. Come on, somebody. And so the fact of the matter is, uh, when I think about grace, I think about Swiss Army knife. Who's ever had a Swiss Army knife in your life? Okay. I see some hands. When I was growing up, I had a Swiss Army knife. My parents brought me a Swiss Army knife, uh, and it was red. I'll never forget. And on it, they had my name initialed and etched into the Swiss Army knife. And I just loved that thing. I was just fascinated. I'm like, yo, on that thing, man, I mean, how do you put scissors in a knife, fam? Like, I mean, if I wanted to snip something, I would pull it out and snip. You know, if man's tried to roll upon me, I had a piece in there, too, for them. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? It was all sorts of stuff in that one little piece. I mean, it even had a screwdriver in there. I mean, whatever it was that I needed, this, 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 this Swiss Army knife uh, had a multifaceted um, a, a position that I was able to be able to use it in many facets. And, you know, I'll never forget, man, one, one day I was getting ready. I was a, a, going to fly someplace to preach. And, um, and my, my one of my children, when they were young, one of my sons, when they were super young, even younger than Claire, somehow they got a hold of it and put it in my bag. And I went through the, you know, TSA check and all of that. And they were like, excuse me, sir, let me look in your bag here. And I'm like, what on earth? And when I went and I looked, guess what was in there? Swiss Army knife is in the bag. And I'm just like, man. And that's what I had to do? They're like, you got to get rid of it. And so in that moment, I had to get rid. I had to leave my Swiss Army knife there. And man's were vexed, you know, because it was something from my childhood, right? But I love my parents because later down the line, uh, they went and they got me. Another one, I, I'm, grown, I'm a grown man with kids, <laughs> but I came home to visit and they had another one there when they heard what had happened, you know, in me losing. I love my parents. They're incredible. Uh, but, you know, grace, when I think about grace, it's like that Swiss army knife. It's multifaceted. It's more, it's more than just one thing. And that's what we're going to be unpacking. But today, in speci- specifically, I want us on this Resurrection Sunday uh, to talk about saving grace. Oh my. Somebody say saving grace. The Gr- grace of God is applicable to every area of your life. But how many of you know that the most important miracle and the most important facet of God's grace in your life is saving grace? Oh, i wonder if there's anybody in here that knows that you ought to celebrate before god makes a, a way out of no way for you with your bills before he puts food in your stomach come on somebody before he regulates your mind before he heals your body i wonder if there's anybody that understands that we ought to get a grasp of and s- especially celebrate the saving grace of god i wonder if there's anybody in here that's grateful because how many of you know that when god feeds your belly and fills your belly on this earth that miracles only gonna last while you're here but saving grace is something that can come with you beyond this earth I wonder if there's anybody in here that understands what I'm talking about saving grace is defined when we're talking about the undeserved work of God on our behalf saving grace is God's work on our behalf to save us from sin death and hell It's God's work on our behalf, using that working definition, to save us from sin, death, and hell. Man, I'm so glad that God uh, gave me saving grace. Even as in the text, the Apostle Paul says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. One more time, say the gift of God. Not a result of works so that no man may boast. This weekend we are especially celebrating the greatest sacrifice, the greatest gift of all time. In that Jesus came and he died for our sins and he rose from death with all power. What an incredible sacrifice. And I love it because when I think about this saving grace, I realize that listen, we were the debtor. God the Father was the payer jesus was the payment come on the holy ghost is the dispenser and we are the recipient oh let me say that again we were the debtor come here romans 3:23. for we all have sinned come on and fallen short of the glory of god god the father was the payer and jesus was the payment for god so loved the world can i just preach the gospel today that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life and the holy ghost is the dispenser it is the holy spirit that draws man uh, through the father draws through the holy spirit and when it is that we uh, trust christ we are sealed with the holy spirit come on Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 and onward when we trust in the gospel we are sealed with the Holy Spirit it's him that dispenses this saving grace into our reality come on like Titus 3 5 says he saved us not of works but by the washing and regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit it's the Holy Spirit that causes this to happen in our lives and then we are the recipient anybody a recipient of God's saving grace you ought to let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and this great transaction is called the gospel somebody say the gospel well, we don't get enough, we don't get as excited about the gospel nowadays everybody's excited about houses and cars come on somebody and all of this stuff and how things are so deep and then you ask them what the gospel is and they say it's a genre of music The gospel is not Kirk Franklin. Come on somebody. The gospel, the gospel is not a genre. The gospel is not a type of, a a type of, 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 of church environment or atmosphere. The gospel is what saves our soul. Come on. I love it. First Corinthians chapter 15. What book did I say? First Corinthians chapter fifteen. I want to just read this from verse one when we're talking about this. Look at this is the transaction through which uh, God God caused this saving grace to come into our lives. Verse uh, chapter fifteen, verse one. Here is a great explanation. It says, "Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand." Somebody say the gospel. And by which you are being saved. Now in reading that, some may think, oh, well, is he saying that we're still being saved and we're not saved now? No, he's not talking about our justification. When you put trust in Christ, you are justified. Everybody say, justified. And from that point onward, you begin a process called sanctification. Now sanctification does not determine whether you're going to heaven or hell. You being justified, putting trust in Christ was what determined that. However, sanctification is where God is working from the inside, the salvation and the transformation that's happened in your heart begins to work from the inside and comes to the outside. And that process starts when you get saved and goes all the way to when you uh, pass or when Jesus returns. But that is a process and so it's a work of salvation salvation that happens and he says if you hold fast to the word that I preached to you unless you believed in vain. In other words, he's saying that the fruit of this gospel is perseverance. Endurance It's to happen if you truly have trusted the gospel. It's something that is going to last in your life and so now here is the definition because there are many people they you know when they talk about the gospel, they're talking about self-help things and 10 steps to freedom and all this stuff that's not the gospel here is the gospel the apostle Paul says it here it is verse 3 for I delivered it to you as of first importance what I also received that Christ died this is verse 3 for our sins come on somebody say he died he died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures and then he was buried someone say he was buried that he was raised on the third day, somebody shout, he got up up. on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. That is the gospel. The word gospel means euangelion or in, in the Greek it's euangelion and it means a reward for those who bring good news or we can bring it down to just say good news. Somebody say good news. And that is the good news, that God didn't leave us stranded, that he decided even though we had a debt that we could not pay, come on somebody, and a debt that was greater than us, that he would send Jesus to come in our place. I keep saying it over and over again, to die, to be buried, and to rise from death with all power. And see, this is so simple that people don't believe it. That's why the Bible makes it clear that this is foolishness to the Greeks who were the philosophers of that time. The gospel is foolishness. They're like, you mean to tell me that Jesus died for my died? God put on flesh. That's foolish. And came and he died and God died in and, and flesh and rose from death. And, and, and all I do is put trust. It is, it is foolishness to the Greeks. And he says that it's a stumbling block to the Jews or religious people. Because they're like, there's no way that's all that I have to do. There's no way that that's all that I have to do. There has to be more. There has to be more. But I'm telling you, that's the beauty of the gospel. Come on, somebody. That God didn't even need to do anything uh, that was, that he he didn't do it within our terms, but he did it just in a way that would get us to the place where it was outthinking us. It was greater than what we could think. And it was greater than anything that we could do to be able to earn it. Come on, somebody. And so it's simple and it's there. And I love it because notice he ends in verse 4. He says he was buried and that he was raised on the third day with, uh, with the accordance with the scriptures. I love it because Jesus, God didn't just make a payment with Jesus and then just left it processing. He didn't just come and then die. Come on somebody. But Easter Sunday is about God completing the transaction. Oh, my. You ever been you ever been at the at the at the the point of sale, the place there and you put the card in and you don't know if the funds hit and you're sitting there like. You're like, God, please let it go through. There's a whole line that's behind you. You don't know about those ones. And you're just like, oh, my. And then when the receipt comes out, you hope that the receipt is the receipt not saying insufficient funds you know but you're sitting there and it's in process sometimes if you're an apple user you know I'm talking about the wheel of doom you never been in that place where it's just something and you made up and then you don't know and it's just going and it's going and you're like man is this thing gonna work come on we serve a god who the gospel in this story that we're celebrating and this holy week uh when the transaction was being made the devil's standing off at the side looking ha 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 i told you look at him in the grave come on look it's in process it looks like it's not gonna work they're mocking him come on they're talking about him they're saying all sorts of stuff aha look they he got whooped aha look they put a crown of 72 Two thorns in his head look at all of this that happened it looked like it was over it looked like it wasn't gonna work but i'm so glad that we did not serve we don't serve a god who just started the process but we serve a god who didn't just die but he rose on the third day with all power in his hand without the resurrection we'd still be pending Without the resurrection, we'd still be pending. Come on. I love verse 14 of 1 Corinthians 15. I'm almost done. Uh, The text says, and if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. He goes on and he says, uh, if you will, uh, if we look and let's go uh, to verse 17. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins then those who have fallen asleep in christ have perished if in christ we have hope in this life only we are of all people most to be pitied oh my if we're going through this life and we're preaching and we're singing and jesus is still dead our salvation is still in process come on somebody and the fact of the matter is that we've got to get to the place where we understand that we serve a god who is a risen king our salvation is not pending our salvation is complete and when we put trust in him we can know that it is a done deal somebody ought to give the lord praise because he finishes what he starts he is the author and the finisher it's a waste if, if he's not i mean if he's not if he's not risen. i mean i'm we're living in a generation y'all that I just I'm seeing there are denominations where it's not even a requirement for you to believe in the infallibility of scripture you don't even have to believe that Jesus rose from the dead you can see it as just something figurative that you know because you know it's just a point of picture to show us that we can overcome the challenges of life no this is not figurative the resurrection of Christ is not an allegory come on somebody At the end of the day the fact of the matter is that if Jesus is still dead if you don't believe that he lives literally got up all of our family members who died all of our loved ones who went on all of the works that we're doing all of it is in vain but I love it because Jesus doesn't just leave us in my last few moments he doesn't just leave us in a position where he paid and he doesn't have any receipts come on somebody I love like I told you I started by telling you that our grace Comes with gift receipts oh my i want you to understand this see look 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 when jesus when jesus rose from the dead a lot of people don't believe it because they think that he just showed up and it was and he just showed up to himself and he did some spiritual stuff and then left look at verse five of 1 corinthians 15 oh i got news for you somebody say we got news look look it says and after he rose he appeared to cephas who is peter Then to the 12, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time. Somebody say more than 500. Jesus appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive. So during that time, Jesus appeared to over 500 people at one time. And when Paul was writing this, most of them, many of them were still alive. Though some had fallen asleep, then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, and this was later down the line, to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. And he goes, for I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle. This is Paul speaking of himself, understanding about this great gift he has received because I persecuted the church of God. Here it is, verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am and his grace towards me was not in vain. And so there he's saying, look man, Jesus didn't just say he did it, but he appeared to a bunch of people. So Jesus, Jesus was able, there's people who are holding receipts because they saw him for over 500 and including his apostles. They saw, they saw Jesus. And then he says that he showed up to him. And although, although he persecuted the church of God, This gift and this receipt that he had in the appearance of Christ to him showed him that even though, even though he was a sinner, even though he persecuted Christ, the grace receipt that he had said that it was not in vain. Come on, somebody. But Jesus has receipts. I'm done. I'm done. I want to end at John chapter 20. What book did I say? I want to end at John chapter 20 because I want you to see this. I love how Jesus does this jesus does jesus meets us right where we're at 20 verse 24 through 29 bible says now thomas one of the 12 called the twin was not with them when jesus came so the other disciples told him we have seen the lord this is after jesus had risen from dead but he said to them unless i see his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger in the mark of the of of the nails and place my hands into his side i will never believe eight days later somebody say eight days later His disciples were inside again. And Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger in here and see my hands. Come on. And put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said, and Jesus ends up telling him, Have you believed because you've seen? Blessed is He who who doesn't see but believes. Oh, this is so powerful, y'all. I love that Jesus gives us receipts. Come on somebody. That Jesus even though he rose up in his resurrected body, he was in his resurrected body, but he kept some holes in his hands. Oh my, he kept receipts on his body who am i preaching to is there anybody that sees this he kept the receipt the hole in his side because he knew that there was a thomas come on somebody he knew that there was a andrew he knew that there was a patricia he knew that there was a nelson that might need to touch one day and although we call thomas doubting thomas he was honest about where he was and jesus gave him some receipts Oh my, I'm so grateful that we serve a God that's willing to give us receipts of our grace. He didn't pay for it. He didn't pay for it. Thomas didn't pay for it. But he was able in that moment to God where he was honest and God met him there. And I love that God, Jesus is resurrected. He is king. But he kept the holes in his body, even in his resurrected body. And one day when we see him, you are going to see him with those holes as proof that he did what he did. Come on, somebody. And you know, I end with this. I end with this. And you can help me, Mr. Musician, please. Uh, So this is the thing. The fact of the matter is that we have receipts. And just like Jesus kept, kept these holes in his body as a sign, as a sign. As a sign to those of us, or to Thomas and them at that time. How many of you know that when the resurrection power of God becomes efficacious in your life, that this is why oftentimes he'll allow for scars to remain? Oh, can I just talk to somebody? Uh, Beyond, I want you to understand that proof of his presence in your life, he allows it to remain. That's why he allows certain people to still be in your circle of influence. And you're like, God, when are they going to leave my presence? And God says, that's proof of what I brought you through. That's proof. Come on, somebody. When God saved you from some stuff and you're like, why is these, mem- these memories of my past? Come here, Paul. Paul's like, I used to persecute the church of God. Can I talk to somebody for real today? I used to jump in and out of everybody's bed. That might be your testimony. I used to do all this. Why is it that I still got to go through the mall and see these people? Why is it that I still have to always, why? Because God oftentimes will show you a receipt of what it is that he delivered you from. Oh my. Somebody that's ever been delivered or that you know there's some receipts in your life. You ought to put those hands together and give the Lord praise. And you need those receipts. You need those receipts to remember that you're forgiven because sometimes the criticism of the aftermath is worse than the the inception. Jesus allowed them to get some receipts because he knew that there were people that were going to come and doubt his work in their lives. And they had personal encounters with him. And so today, today where you are, where you're watching and even here in the house I want to encourage you I want to encourage you if you are not if you have not yet become a recipient of the saving grace of God we're going to talk about all forms of grace but before we go to that we need to talk about and make sure that you have become a recipient of God's saving grace So that you can sing amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And it's not just a cute thing that you sing or something you sing at a funeral or whatever. But it's something that you have received. And even for those who have received it, but you don't fully understand it, that you can sing it from a place of knowing and understanding. And that's my heart. is for you to grab that and to understand this. Glory to God and so today we would be remiss if I did not extend to you even as we get ready to prepare for our baptism today we would be remiss not to extend an opportunity on this Easter Sunday to those of you who are in the house and those of you who are watching online if we didn't extend an opportunity for you to put trust in the saving grace of Jesus to respond to this good news I've shared That although we are sinners sinking deep in sin and although we are estranged from God, as the Bible says, separated from him from birth because of the sin of our first parents, Adam and Eve, it became hereditary. That's why no one has to teach us how to sin. It's just in us. And so in this moment, the beauty is that Jesus came and he died in our place and he rose from death The Bible says that in Romans 10, 9, if you confess him as your Lord, if you believe that he is Lord, you confess him, ask him to be the king, the boss, the Lord of your life. And if you truly believe in your heart that God has raised him from death, that you would be saved. Glory to God. And so I don't know who you are, where you're watching, or even in the house. If you have never put trust in Christ, if Jesus is not the Lord of your life, I'm here to tell you that you can make that decision to trust his saving his amazing saving grace today on your behalf it's a gift you can have a receipt <laughs> Woo! and I'm telling you those receipts will begin to stack up in your life where his grace continues to manifest in every area and so in this moment you might even be somebody who's run away from Christ and I want to tell you that even if you've run away from him he has not run away from you his arms are still open wide ready to receive you into fellowship you can come back home today glory to God and so in this moment I'm getting ready to lead a prayer of commitment and a prayer doesn't save it's not the prayer that saves it's Jesus who saves but this prayer is simply a line in the sand saying today is my day that I'm responding to the gospel I'm putting my trust in Jesus I'm putting my trust in Jesus today my faith in him I'm giving him my life I'm recommitting my life to him if that's you and so every head bow and every eye closed I'm getting ready to lead this prayer uh, in the balcony on the floor even uh, online and on the count of three if you're like include me in that prayer it's between me you and God you're like include me in that prayer on the count of three, I want you to pop your hand up if it's the first time or if you're recommitting your life to Christ. And if you're brave enough online, I even encourage you to put a hand up emoji so our online host can see you in the chat. If you're that person that's making this decision today. Here we go on the count of three. I want you to pop that hand up as high as you can as we get ready to pray if that's you. Between me and God. Here we go. One. Two. Three, come on, pop that hand up right now, wherever you are in this house today. Glory to God. Come on, I see that hand. Glory to God. Come on, are there others today who say today is my day? Online, I see you in the spirit. Is there anybody else who says today is my day? Glory to God. I see you in the house. Okay, we can put those hands down. And church, we can pray this prayer together. And we pray it as in support of those who are praying it for the first time but also as an affirmation of the faith that we already have in Christ. And so we say today, God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for your saving grace. Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins and rising from death with all power. Come into my heart. Make me new. Be the Lord of my life. And be with me now and forevermore. And I thank you for doing it. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Come on. Can we put those hands together and somebody open your mouth and shout and let's celebrate those who made the decision for Christ today. Glory to God. Online we celebrate you. In the house we celebrate you.